Welcome to our podcast. I'm David Kramer coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been good friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions. Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, and over 60 years work experience. And we're making this podcast together to try to help each other and hopefully you, the listener, save some money. So, Mr. Kramer, what is today's topic? Uh, well, you and I started talking offline yesterday because as I started to do my taxes personally, we're recording on July 4th. So naturally I think I'm yeah, starting plenty early. of time. Exactly. You're starting early. I mean, you got more than a week. I was, funny. I was doing taxes yesterday with my daughter, which is always fun. Well, and I realized uh, that my computer is pretty old when I got the warning messages about, are you sure you want to use Windows 7 for this? It's vulnerable to malware, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, shopping is much more interesting than doing taxes as I'm supposed to be doing. So I started looking into it. And it turns out I've had that computer since 2010. So 10 years is a long time to have a computer. That is a long time. So to our listeners, we try to talk about saving money. So thing one is... Good job for you, like double thumbs up because you kept your computer 10 years. And I would argue that, I mean, so I'm going to talk about saving money. I have a computer, a desktop like you have from one year older from 2009. It's, I've not used it much in the last five years, but it's still up and running and it's still, it works. So it works okay. Um, yeah. And it, it seems like it should work because I'm not doing anything different than I was 10 years ago with my home computer. Right? Maybe write a letter or, um, uh, well, what I use it for, for sure every year is my taxes. And so that's one reason why I can't use my work computer. That's very personal, right? And you don't want to lose those records if you suddenly have to change jobs. Right. That's a good point. And I, I should say for our listeners, I'm not a gamer at all. I don't think you're a gamer. No, all the advice we're going to give is for people who aren't gamers and I do not do video editing. I used to try that back in the day, but I've just given up on that. And I'm not sure if you do any video editing. Uh, No. Um, And I probably wouldn't with this computer anyway. Um, Yeah. So listeners, I think it's a key thing is like, we're not gamers and we're not doing video editing. Yeah, so I try to plan ahead for this day. So I've been using an external uh, hard drive to store all my photos and all that stuff. As much as I could, the data is on an external drive. So I should be able to just unplug it, plug it back in. uh, And all that should be left on there is a bunch of um, outdated software. And shouldn't be that big deal to switch. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, And that's a good tip for listeners is I do have an external hard drive like you have and do a backup periodically on that and keep it in a separate location. So I think somewhere somebody smart about computers said you should have a one, two, three or three, two, one policy where you have a couple backups, at least one of them's off site. So Hmm. if you, if you, if you know where all your data is for the applications, then you can just transfer that over. Mine sits, uh, it's on my C drive and I know where they are. So you can just pull them over and you're good to go. Hmm. Yeah. So I have to check that. I do have an older hard drive sitting on the corner of my desk. Western digital made it and it stopped working with windows. So there's something like 8,000 pictures of my children as infants that are trapped on there. And I'm sure they're still there and somebody smart can figure out how to do it, but it put me off Western digital to be honest with you. Uh, you can't even, you can't see anything. The drive won't even start. Wow. 
you, you can pay services. I've seen this at work. I've never done it personally. You can pay services to go read your hard drive, but I, I know people at work have had hard drives crash and I think it's, you're talking hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars to do that. Yeah. So, so I keep putting it off. It's also, it was mirrored onto a, a original Apple TV drive. So I know they shouldn't be lost. And most of them I burned to DVD ROM, but yeah. But that, that brings up a good point with storage though. So I was just going to say like, I use some, I store all my kind of financial stuff that I back up to OneDrive, and some people don't like that because on the cloud, but I like having that because you can go from computer to computer. And sometimes I'll go to my mom's house and I can work on my documents at my mom's house if I'm just hanging out over there. So I've got a computer with my key stuff. The, the other thing I have is you're an Amazon user, right? Right. Um, Prime gives you unlimited photo storage. So right now we have about somewhere around like 42, 45 gigs of photos. Amazon will store that for free off-site and it automatically updates, which is pretty cool. Now, I will say I've got a lot of music from all the CDs I bought over the years. And people out there, if you're younger, you might say, what's a CD? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, I still, I was looking at that yesterday about how much storage I have. And I have that. Um, the only backup I have that is on another spinning hard drive backup that I back up periodically. I'm not adding to that because I've gone with a streaming service, but there can be a lot of stuff out there. But I think the key thing is if you can automate your backup, it's good. So you don't have to think about it. The other thing we should remind our listeners is you and I are pretty much in the PC world. Uh, Apple universe is, uh, is different and uh, very annoying to people who only dip their toe into it once in a while. It's, you know, it, it's a night. They're really nice PCs. Um, they're very nice PCs, but they're, they're kind of pricey. So, um, yeah. And my children have them. So sometimes they ask me to troubleshoot and it's hard sometimes because things are not in the same place. It's just different. Yeah. I'm just a little frustrated with Apple uh, this week because both my sons, uh, their, their iCloud email locked up and their automatic backup locked up because I was getting Apple charges that Apple wouldn't explain. They don't answer their phone and um, I couldn't get itemized charges on it. So I just stopped my credit card paying Apple. Mm -hmm. And so it stopped their 99 cents a month for 50 gigs of iCloud storage. So it's automatically backing up every video, every screenshot, every picture of, uh, of the dog or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there's, you know, there's kind of too much information to go in and edit it, to be honest with you. So I had to give them another credit card because um, I, and it took me several tries to figure out why that was. Yes. Yeah, so some of that stuff is irritating. It's, it's not a bad strategy. I'm a cheapskate as our listeners know. So I backed myself up on one drive and somehow I got 30 gigs for free. I think the normal account is 10 or 15. And I got some deal. I really like having that, but um, those storage updates are really nice, but they are kind of pricey because storage is cheap these days. So it, Apple's making really good margin off that stuff. I'll just leave it at that. Or anybody's doing offsite storage is making good margin. Yeah. I, I did notice recently I'm using over 80% of my free 15 gigabytes in uh, Google. Um, but I've never paid them a penny and they provide me a lot of services. So. Yeah. It's, it's surprising because it's a nice feature. I really like, you know, OneDrive comes with Windows computers, but I really love the ability. If I go on vacation, sometimes I have to look at something like bank account wise or uh, stored password or something like that. And it's like right there and you can get it whether you're anywhere in the world, basically. Right. So 
in my uh, semi-constructive pro, uh, procrastination, I started thinking about computers. And my thought was, uh, I just buy a new tower, plug in my 23-inch monitor, which seems fine to me for what I'm using, reuse the old keyboard and mouse. And um, um, the way I bought my last computer, and maybe two computers, was I set a budget, went to Costco, and bought the one that was at that budget. Um, and it feels like the equivalent. So 10 years ago, I spent a thousand dollars, uh, last to be 10 years, whether it should or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, so prices have been coming down. I mean, inflation adjusted, it should probably be $2,000, but a $2,000 computer, that's crazy. That's, that's huge money. So oh, yeah. I'm thinking I'm sending a budget, something like $600. I, th I think that sounds about right. And you're set, you're set on a desktop. No, you raised that. My thought was just that you would get more money if you just bought the tower. I could get um, a disk drive, you know, a, a CD, a DVD drive. So mm -hmm. if I do have some legacy stuff on that, I can at least look at it. I don't do it very much, but I, it does exist. Um, and uh, it would fit in the same spot on the floor and not take any more desk space. So that, that was my thinking. Yeah. Um, you asked, you questioned me on it. So now I'm rethinking it. Yeah. My thought, I mean, my thought with desktops, I haven't bought a new desktop since 2009. And, and, and so my thought is with a desktop, you either buy the cheapest desktop out there and upgrade it every two or three years, yeah. or you buy an expensive one that has the latest, say high end processor and keep it for like 10 years. And again, we're not gamers and we're not doing video editing. So the worst I'm doing is some spreadsheets and they're not very complicated spreadsheets. Right. So not, um, and I think that's fine for home users. The, the thing that probably taxes my computer the most is I'll sometimes have 30 some tabs open in Chrome because I'm looking at financial stuff and I might have a bunch of stock quotes open. Each tab is a different stock, like price and things like that, that really zaps your memory. Um, but here's my, one of the thoughts I've had lately in my life is whatever I buy new should be smaller than the thing I had before and take up less space. Hmm. So I, for the past few years, I bought a, I, I love used. So the other good thing is you might consider buying used. I, I bought a used laptop, my rugged tank, uh, my, uh, ThinkPad. You have a, I think you had a ThinkPad as well. It's about circa 2012 and it's not very powerful but it's worked up until recently it's it's showing its age recently but anyways long story short it has a docking station so our but today the more modern concept would be have a usb-c um dock and so you could use that laptop on the living room and the new laptops today are really extremely powerful in fact the laptop i was almost going to buy is more powerful on that desktop than you were that you were looking at the chip is more powerful on it you could use in the living room and come to your desk and plug it in yeah, you. That's what had me ch change my mind, as you pointed out. That uh, for the same budget, I could get a more powerful processor. And um, yeah, with uh, it does get a little more expensive with the um, the docking station. Um, so I s still need to think about it a little more. But you yeah. do get things like a built-in. Uh, an extra monitor and a webcam and a microphone and the webcam has become more important this year for sure. Yeah. So I, I think you should take a look at that. The other thing I would look at is the original desktop you showed me. The trend now is to have a small solid state hard drive. And I'm assuming that the desktop that you have has a spinning hard drive, the old magnetic. Oh yeah. Spinning. So uh, on the, um, on the old laptop that I have, I, 
I think it's like 175 bucks I bought it for, but I put a new like uh, solid state hard drive in and uh, updated the memory. I think once you go to that solid state hard drive, that's the biggest thing that you'll notice about it. You won't want to go to that spinning hard drive. So that one model you looked at was 128 gigabytes and yeah. you know, Windows will load in about 20 gigs, 20 to 30 gigs. But if you have a lot of stuff you want to access, you're going to be unhappy when it goes to seek the stuff on the big spinning hard drive. So I would go for a 256 gig um, solid state drive. Hmm. And those new solid state drives are a different type. They're the um, NVMe drives, which are about three or four times faster than the kind I have. It's amazing. Windows will boot up in less than 10 seconds. On your oh, computer. that would be nice. Um, I have what's, I have a SATA drive. It's a solid state hard drive. It's the SATA um, technology, which is way faster than your spinning drive. But once you get that solid state hard drive, you're not going to want to go back. You're going to be out of your mind waiting for that spinning hard drive to catch up. Yeah, like we said with cars, the advantage of waiting 10 years is uh, you can definitely notice the uh, improvement as opposed to buying one every year where it's all kind of marginal around the edges. Yeah, there's been a lot of improvements since then. But um, what I would, so my advice would be that big spinning hard drive would be good for like huge backups if you have a lot of photos. Right. But I would not get the 128 gig solid state, I'd go for 256 because I think you're going to want to store everything on that solid okay. state. Well, that's good advice. There's so many choices out there. It's really kind of uh, intimidating. Yeah. The other thing I'd like um, with a laptop is uh, I almost pulled the trigger at Costco. AMD companies, a big competitor, Intel, their right. newest series of chips that they released Q2 of 2020 are really fabulous in terms of um, processing power and AMD hasn't really been competitive with Intel in my opinion until recently because their chips have always taken more power they weren't as powerful but the, um, the new Ryzen 5 and Ryzen 7 if I'm saying that right are really pretty awesome so you can get some pretty awesome performance in a laptop the only the only downside is like the laptop I was looking at the screen is not great I mean if you wanted to buy a fabulous laptop you might spend a thousand bucks for like a Dell XPS right um, but I'm a cheapskate, so I'm not going to do that. And most of the time, I'm using my laptop as a desktop. So 80% of the time, my laptop is lid down, like today, you know, lid down. But I'm using it just to power a full-size monitor. Um, well, Dave, so what I had a breakthrough yesterday, I was just going to copy off your paper because I was in Costco, and they had that exact model. Yeah. And um, it said, yeah, we have them. Just take a picture. So I went up, and I asked the lady at the desk. She said, yeah, when, when did you take this picture? I said, when I walked in 20 minutes ago. She says, oh, then we have it. And she rings me up. Go pick it up at the merchandise desk. Oh, really? So, yep. So I wait on that line, thinking about my ice cream melting. And uh, she says, ah, I told them to take that off. We've been sold out of these. So I got my refund. So I guess I saved $600, but. Oh, you, so that laptop, because that laptop was hot. That was a hot deal. The one yeah. I talked about. Yeah. It was, uh, um, yeah, $200 off 800. Um, yeah. So it but, had some features he, I didn't want to pay for, but. Yeah. Here's what, here's why I didn't pull the trigger. Cause, um, they just, that's the old chassis. They just came out with the new chassis. So I'm waiting for Costco to come out with the newer chassis, which is about a half inch, um, smaller in the depth. Hmm. wise okay and maybe at christmas time or black friday they'll have a good deal but you probably can't wait that long hmm. but i do but i but i really do like that that new those new chips the rise on ones that came out this q2 of 2020 super powerful chips because that chip and that laptop 
was yeah. like 20% more powerful than the ninth generation desktop chip that you were looking at, hmm. believe it or not. Okay. So that was a Ryzen 5, I, I believe. 4500 4, 4, U, yes. Okay. So your current thoughts are uh, Ryzen AMD processor. Or uh, Ryzen 5 or Ryzen 7. Make sure you get the okay. current chipset because there's some at Costco that had the old chipset in them. Okay. Uh, at least 256 gig uh, solid state drive. Yeah. What was the acronym? NVMe? NVMe. I think pretty much everything new today is NVMe SATA as the old technology, which is way faster than what you have today. But the NVMe drives, I don't have one, but my son and his gaming machine, we built one and put that in there. Like Windows boots in 10 seconds. It's really amazing. Huh. Okay. Um, And uh, any other minimums you think on like active memory? They all seem to be four gig and up. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't go below eight. And there's a lot of debate about that. I put 16 gigs in my old ThinkPad. Yeah. I, I, it, it seems like it helps because I would like. I would have many Chrome tabs open at once. So now I'm using Firefox. So it seems to keep the computer from crashing from a speed perspective. I mean, my computer's really old. So some people would argue that if you need 16 gigs, I think if you're not doing video editing and you, and you don't, if you keep your tabs under say. 15 then i think eight gigs is hard it's really hard with 16 gigs for me to get the darn computer to use more than eight gigs you really have to open like 35 um tabs Hmm. um but a lot of people would poo poo you know not going to 16 gigs you just don't see it right now i think in a few years we'll start seeing that as normal but i think eight gigs for most people is going to work all right, because it's hard to, since I'm not actually planning to use this as a laptop, there's a lot of things that people are offering, which I assume cost more money that I don't care about, like a touch screen, uh, being able to bend the, uh, fold it in half so you can use it as a tablet. I mean, I don't find PC tablets to be worth a whole lot. Yeah, that one, it was interesting. The one I looked at, I don't, it's a touch screen, but you can bend it all the way in half. And so you could sit there on your lap on an airplane, which we're not doing flying anyways, but um yeah, I, I, Alex had a touchscreen a few years ago, Dell XPS touchscreen, which on a laptop, I'm just, it's like 3D TV. No, it was a, I don't see the point in having a touchscreen on a laptop unless it bends totally in half, like the one we were looking at with a 360 degree right. inch. And then you could use it as a big tablet, maybe read the news on it, um, maybe watch a movie on it. Maybe. And maybe that's better in uh when you're if you're actually using it on your lap on an airplane and trying to use uh the mouse substitute whichever one yeah i bought um i bought my wife a chromebook um woot which is a amazon subsidiary had a smoking deal on a a, a pretty nice chromebook it I, it's a it's an hp chromebook really super overpriced but Woot had it for like half the the retail price and it right. folds around. She has only used it as a laptop. She's not, she's never folded it over yet to do it that way. But I think she could, I could see her doing that maybe on the plane if we travel ever again, because normally she'll bring her um, Amazon fire tablet and watch a movie on that. Yeah. Though so I found myself on the plane propping it up on the, on the, um, the tray anyway. So in some ways it would be easier. And the cool thing about those, the, the one you're looking at, it's very similar to the one about my wife. You can set up as a stand. You can set it up as an A-frame. And right. uh, some people do that and set up as an A-frame to watch a movie. So that's, a, that's an idea. Um, All right. So not to go down a rabbit hole, but 
why wouldn't I go with the Chromebook? Uh, and I mean, it seems like Chromebooks last five years. People are happy with them. What, what would I lose by not having a Chromebook? Because I obviously couldn't do video editing, but what else? Yeah, you, you'd lose those Windows programs. Now, I, I was thinking about going to the Chromebook. I, um, I haven't messed around my wife's Chromebook. I have a really old Chromebook that I'm no longer using. Um, but you can, you'd lose that on programs that are only available for Windows. So things like um, the, the web version of Excel is okay, but there's certain things like when you're searching for text things, there's certain things that the desktop version of Excel does much better than the web version. So when I'm traveling, sometimes I use a web version. I have to look something really quick, but if you're doing something in Excel, the web version is clunky and it's not clunky, it's just slow. So you lose that on that. Um, you were asking me about taxes. I think that all the big tax companies now will do web versions of the tax software. So I think you could do it, but there's probably a little bit of just having to do it differently. And I think I'd probably miss Excel the most. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Cause I will, this is my personal computer. So, um, I still have a, it seems like a quite nice computers at work, right? So if you have to do something that takes a lot of grinding, like um, uh, uh, PowerPoint or something with a lot of visuals to it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, hmm. Interesting. That's, that's the only thing, but there's online versions of all those things. So you could try that. So I, I thought about that as well because I bought my wife the Chromebook and she doesn't use, she just uses it to surf the internet, order groceries online. Um, she doesn't do anything else with it, but um, maybe she let me borrow it. I could try it out and see could I could I live with a Chromebook and you know miss my Excel world. Yeah. Hmm. For like writing a you know I have a, a my home computer I have a downloaded version of Office, um, but uh, if you were using the online version of Word for me that'd be fine. I'm not doing anything seriously complex in word maybe maybe updating a resume you know if i send a letter i just send it electronically anymore i don't i'm not using powerpoint at home per se once in a while i'll do powerpoint at home but it's very basic so i think the thing i would miss would be excel um i haven't tried to do my taxes on online i just i'll download a you know i'll use h and r block tax cut so that's a download for windows but i think they have an online version i think TurboTax has an online version too for folks that may have a Chromebook. Hmm. All right. Well, one more choice. At least we eliminated Apple. Yeah. And Apple makes a fine computer, but they're just, they're not a good value in my opinion. Yeah. It's hard to go back and forth. So if you're using PCs for work, going back and forth to Apple is, is I don't think worth the, the brain damage. It's just, I, I find it just, it's not, I don't think it's better. A lot of people would take umbrage with that. It's just different. They certainly make a fabulous computer, but it's, there's a high premium for that fabulous computer. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, all right. So um, that's, that's great. I appreciate your input, Dave. Um, I probably should just uh, procrastinate on this and save myself some money because the prices <laughs> tend to always come down. That's uh, the thing. I mean, you could, the other thing you could do, your computer's pretty old, so it's probably time to upgrade, but you could buy a solid state hard drive and just clone your hard drive that would make it seem speedier you could install windows 10 yeah you wanted windows 10 um, but again your computer's fairly old 
so it may not be worth it to do that. I've done that with my other older computers just to, you know, get window went from seven to 10. You could do that for free for a while. Right. Um, and then bought solid state hard drives to put in them, which makes them much speedier. Yeah. But you'd have to put in a couple few hundred dollars plus the aggravation. So we're talking about saving two or $300. Yeah. I mean, if you could, if, if you felt like you could squeeze a few more years out of it, then it would work. Otherwise then it's probably time to get something new. Yeah. Because if you buy Windows 10, it's a hundred bucks, right? It's a hundred bucks. There are some sites that will sell like a Windows license for like ten or twelve dollars. I've actually mm. done that before, but like street price is a hundred is a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, putting the burden on my ten year old memory, right? Um, so probably would get me a year or two. Maybe. How much do you do you know how much memory is in your computer right now? I have no idea. It seemed like a lot at the time, but it might be an entire order of magnitude less than what you're talking about. Right. Well, the, the, the good thing about desktops is they're a lot easier to upgrade. So if you would like to upgrade things, desktops are where to go. Um, like I said, this ThinkPad that I have is easy to take apart, but it's it's huge. It's like five pound laptop. And today that same, you know, two and a half pounds would be the kind of going weight for a laptop but the manufacturers have made it harder and harder to take apart they're really hard to take apart and then sometimes things are soldered down you can't add memory because the ram is soldered to the board right um and so it's harder and harder to do upgrades because i like to take things apart and buy upgrade the hard drive and add more memory and stuff like that so if you buy a laptop that's the problem is is if get what you want because oftentimes you can't upgrade it yeah, yeah. It seems like the right thing to do is spend a hundred and hundred and fifty bucks on a a docking station that has a reasonable number of ports instead of paying to have tiny little ports in a in your laptop. Paying extra for that. Yeah, I like. I mean, I think you can get a. Uh, I did buy a used um, docking station. I can send you. It was like eighty bucks, and I I know wire cutter uh website had rated number one i liked it it, it worked really well so it, it charges your laptop that's the other thing too if you buy a laptop what i would suggest is make sure you get a laptop today that has charging through USB-C, and they don't all have it and it's not obvious because i think that i'll just say um, computer advertisements are like some of the port most poorly written stuff i've seen because the stuff that i want to know is not always there so look for that charging symbol on the USB-C because then you could buy the dock and it right. charges it and you have video through it. So you'd like to have like you'd like to have display port out because then you can hook up multiple monitors from your dock to if you want to do multi-monitor setup. Hmm. So yeah. that's that's the other thing is power through USB-C and then um, if it has like the display port option or vi you want the video out through USB-C because display port won't be uh, won't be available through AM AMD because that's an Intel. Um, proprietary thing but anyways the key is you can run multiple monitors your desktop off it and you can charge it through that one single cable uh i haven't looked at this in a while but it before it was a lot easier to run two monitors than three monitors three monitors you had to really upgrade your machine to get that to mm -hmm. work yeah um i think those new machines you can be able to run three monitors like the one you're the laptop you're looking at, it, would, it would run three monitors without a problem hmm. okay but you, have to, you have to have the desk space for it. So I'm in running two monitors here, but if I had a third, I don't really have the desk space for it. They'd have to have be smaller. Right. But I do enjoy having two monitors, especially just, just doing things like finances. Cause today I was just checking my bank statements. I'll be the bank statement on one side and you could do them side by side, but 
they're just a, not quite big enough. And then you could have um, a finance program that I like to use personal capital. Just I'm checking the statements from side to side, basically cross-checking things. Hmm. It's nice yeah. to have that. All right. Well, I appreciate your uh, expertise and uh, taking advantage of the research you've done on this, Dave. A um, uh, lot to think about. Um, and uh, I probably should pull the trigger because if I wait six months, it will all change. Yes. I'll have to do this again. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong at Costco. They're going to give you a good deal, right? So their strategy is, I think they mark their stuff up 14%. So they're always going to, they're not going to, you're not going to get a bad deal. And if you keep your computer like a long time, like you have, it's a incredibly low cost of ownership, right? Your cost of ownership is less than a hundred bucks a year. Yeah. And if you do buy from Costco that comes with two year guarantee, easy returns for whatever, 30 or 60 days. And if you use the Costco Visa card, they double it. So it's four years, uh, just a lot. Yeah, I think that might, I don't have a Costco card, but I'd almost, almost probably sign up to try to get that Costco card to get the four year warranty, which is a, which is a nice deal. Yeah. All right, Dave, I have to uh, take one of my sons somewhere, I think. I appreciate your time and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Stay cheap out there. Take care.